This podcast is brought to you by Australia's LGBTQIA plus community media organisation, Joy. Keep Joy on air by becoming a member, a subscriber or donate. Head to joy.org.au. Joy, a diverse sound for a diverse community. Taking a look at the issues surrounding the health and well-being of our LGBTIQ plus communities. This is Well Well Well, brought to you by the team from Thorn Harbour Health on Joy and the Community Radio Network. Here on Well Well Well, we delve into the issues impacting and surrounding the health and well-being of our gender, sex and sexually diverse communities. Coming to you from Joy's Victorian Pride Centre Studios on Bunurong Country, I'm your host Jacinta Hennicom, joined this week at the studio by Rachel Cook. Rachel, welcome. Thank you for having me back. How are you going this week? <laughs> I'm going well. I'm sort of in uh, grant writing hell, but uh, anyone who <laughs> writes grants will know what I'm talking about. Uh, it's a particularly complex one. We won't go into anything more about that. So I'm actually really glad to be here, um, actually speaking to people and my head away from the computer for a moment. So tonight on this episode of Well, 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 we are looking at Asexual Awareness Week, which is on from the 22nd to the 29th of October. And we'll be speaking to asexual activist Caroline Elizabeth Cole. And she is a writer and filmmaker and runs the Just Aces uh, online blog, social media space. Stick around and you'll be learning a lot more in the next hour. Keen to keep the conversation going about health and well-being? For more episodes of Well, 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 head to the Joy website, joy.org.au forward slash well, well, well. And we are joined now by Caroline Elizabeth Cull, who is an asexual activist, writer and filmmaker. Caroline runs a blog known as Just Aces, which highlights ace and arrow representation in mainstream film and TV. Just starting off, Caroline, what does it actually mean to be asexual? So to be asexual, you would experience little to no sexual attraction and it's not to be um, mislaid with like low libido or like celibacy. It's just you don't feel that urge when you have a partner or a fling. Um, You just don't feel the urge that leads you to to sexual intercourse. Yeah, and how did you find out that you were on the asexual spectrum? That's a bit embarrassing. (laughs) Um, So I was on a date and it wasn't going very well. Uh, I, it was a perfectly great person, very pretty, very attractive, very nice. But we got to that part of the night and I'm just like, hang on, like I'm not feeling this. And it made me physically repulsed. And it just got me thinking like, okay, like, is there something wrong with me? what's up (laughs) like what's happening and um got really drunk when I got home got wasted and I just started googling like why is sex bad why sex bad um I found a few weird articles but one led me to like a yahoo answers that described asexuality at the time I dismissed it because I was on the asexual spectrum So I identify as grey sexual, which basically means um, I rarely experience sexual attraction. And so, like, I dismissed it initially, and then I saw Sex Education on Netflix um, with asexual representation, and went, oh my god, 
I'm not alone. That's me. Like I finally have a word for it, which is great. Yeah, I was. I was actually. I have some questions to ask you a bit later on about you know the different series that have popped up on Netflix, like Sex Education, and more recently Heartbreak High, mm. the Australian reboot. Um, because yeah, the asexuality representation has been really fantastic, and I I would hope that it potentially opens the minds of of more people, and especially people who are potentially questioning their own yeah, asexuality. Yeah, yeah. It, it was a real like game changer for me definitely yeah and obviously social media and and the online research really helped you to discover more about it did you find that once you knew what you were looking for you could find more information about asexuality and and those different um, asexual spectrum identities yeah like when I finally found the term I just went straight to like Instagram and like social media and stuff and like they were all the groundwork had been done for me. Like there was already people who were creating resources online for people who were new, newly entering t- into the asexual sp- um, space. And as, as soon as I found out that I was asexual, it was just, it was already there for me and it helped me a lot. So what is aromantic and, and how is it related to and or different to asexuality? So um, asexuality and aromanticism, they're two different spectrums. One is sexual, one is romantic. So if you were to be aromantic, you would feel or experience little to no romantic attraction. Um, Some people, including myself, are aro-ace or aromantic asexual. So you like have a spec, you're on the spectrum of both. Um, For me, I'm kind of like a grey demi romantic so it takes me a while to warm up to someone to make me experience romantic attraction for them and sometimes it's often like rare that it happens even if I'm comfortable with them. And are there other labels under this umbrella term as well? Yeah there's uh, quite a lot um, because it's just like a huge spectrum and everyone's experiences is very really really different so you've got like um, demisexual or demiromantic, which is like it takes you a while to um, warm up to someone or like become more emotionally um, like close to them before you experience sexual or romantic attraction. Um, and then there's grey romantic and grey asexual, which is um, you experience sexual attraction, but it's very rare. Um, some people only have it like once or twice a year. Um, and it's very fleeting. I guess, too, there's a lot of new terms that are coming out and for a lot of people, it'll be the first time hearing these terms. Where can people actually go to, I guess, find out more information about the language that we're, that we're using now? Well, so there's um, AVEN, which is the Asexual um, Visibility Network, and it's a great place to find resources that not only can show you Um, these definitions but will also link you to different um, creators or um, uh, activists that can lead you down the right path or give you more resources Um, and then there's just creators itself on Instagram or Twitter that will just give you already made resources um, and break down like attraction models and definitions so it's easier to swallow and easier to consume because I know that Um, A lot of people, when they're just throwing these, like, definitions, 
it's not that they're not being compassionate it's just it, it's scary to like have change um and I can relate because it was scary for me to change so there's no like judgment or anything like that um it's just it's there for you um and if you want to learn more there you go absolutely and I think that's a good point that talking about judgment what do you think are some of the misconceptions around asexuality or or being aromantic as well yeah so there's a lot of misconceptions um I get a a lot like uh sometimes if you're with a partner or with someone that like it's uh they think it's leading there um when you may like reject them or tell them it's not going to happen a lot of the time they will like combat that with oh you've just not had the right experience yet or um I can cure you I literally had that happen to me like a couple days ago where I was just like talked at for 20 minutes just like oh sex with me will cure you of your asexuality I'm like bro oh my god <laughs> on asexual week How as well <laughs> literally the week to have it had like to have it happen and i'm just like you're not going to be let down with this one you're not going to get away with it <laughs> yeah yeah i think that um obviously very different experiences but in a similar way how other queer people can be told oh well you haven't had sex with me yet so you don't know or you haven't tried it you know this way which is yeah it's just quite honestly disgusting (laughs) but um yeah completely dismisses people's experiences and and your you know what you know about yourself and and actually believing you Mm, I'm just glad it happened to me and not someone else because I can hold my own (laughs) yeah Yeah, because that's a good point it does it does happen um more often than we'd like to think and and I think there's something incredibly egotistical about that yeah um that anyone thinks that they have the ability to have such a profound impact on someone else in in that in something that's really quite fundamental to to who they are and like sex with this person is just gonna cure everything like you're very like confident yeah (laughs) (laughs) and so october is asexual awareness month and this week from the 22nd to the 29th of october is the official awareness week what has been happening in the Ace and Arrow community for this year's recognition? Well, there's been some really cool things um, that I personally organised myself as well. Um, for one, uh, Salvation Army. Uh, some inner city Melbourne stores will be dressing their mannequins and windows displays in asexual colours. Um, we've got a lot of uh, like articles and podcasts coming out. I did one just recently that w- what was published on Tuesday and it just went into my experiences of of asexuality and um yeah there's just a lot of stuff that's come out and this year has been really has just shown an increase in visibility and people making effort to make space for us which is really cool you don't have to um um, answer this question if you don't want to but uh, you know one of the things as queer people that we're asked all the time is about our coming out stories what is it for someone, and I think it's for your personal experience or, or, or anecdotally, what is it to come out as asexual and how do people and families sometimes react to that? Uh, yeah, so that's a bit of a sore spot because my family is very religious. Uh, my sister is a church pastor, so coming out to my family was a little bit of a struggle. I first, before I was even asexual, 
um, even like confirmed asexual. Um, I came out as bi and um, I came out in a group chat, (laughs) family group chat, because I was just terrified of just letting them know in person and was terrified of how they would react um, because family members had told me to my face, oh, I'm voting no in the same-sex marriage plebiscite. So that kind of made it very hard for me to know if they would be accepting. But on the on the same note, being asexual is kind of a easier pill to swallow for some religious people because sex is a sin. Um, so me not having sex is just kind of like, oh, cool. Great, we don't have anything to worry about. And I'm just like, I don't know how I feel about that. Um, but yeah, it's 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 tough, especially for me. Um, I was in the church from like 6 to 20. Um, so I grew up thinking it was normal, to be honest, because I thought I was a good Christian girl. And it came out of the church and, sto- and stopped like practicing the faith and I'm like oh my god wow like it's like there's there's some I I actually thought there was something wrong with me because I came out of that sheltered life and I went wow like all the people around me they're like sexually active they're like horned up they're doing this and that my my friends were telling me of their sexcapades constantly because they had no clue they didn't know what I was going through and I was terrified of telling them um, and yeah, it was it's a wild roller coaster to say. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And did you feel, I guess, a, a sense of empowerment or validation when you did discover that asexuality is a very valid and real thing, and, and discover that for yourself? Yeah, it was it was definitely validating, um, and it was just reassuring that there wasn't something wrong with me because I literally thought there was something wrong with my vagina. Like, is she broken? <laughs> like, <laughs> like, are you okay? <laughs> but no, I realised, no, like, I'm perfectly normal. And, like, now there's a study from in the UK that 1.7% of the population is asexual, which is, like, 80 to 100 million. And that's a lot. There's, like, a joke in the asexual community, like an inside joke that we're a big enough community that we could overtake Denmark. <laughs> and I love that. <laughs> I absolutely That's love brilliant. it. brilliant. I love that too. Um, stay with us. Uh, we're here continuing to talk with asexual activist Caroline Elizabeth Cull right after this. From HIV to COVID-19, STIs and everything in between, you're listening to Well, Well, Well on Joy and the Community Radio Network. You're with Jacinta and Rachel, and we're continuing the conversation with Caroline Elizabeth Cole about Asexual Awareness Week, which is on this week from the 22nd to the 29th of October. Caroline, you run a blog slash social media space about ace and arrow representation on screen in mainstream film and television. How did you start the project and why did you create it? Yeah, so originally... um like, as soon as I, like, discovered that I was asexual, I looked around and I noticed that there was just little to no um, representation anywhere on the screen. And I'm like, I want to be a filmmaker. And, like, I want to know that m- people want my stories told and, like, producers or studios will want to accept me. 
And so I'm just like, if I don't make something myself, I don't know if I'll ever see that, like, at all in my career. And so, like, yeah, for the past three years, I've just dedicated my film career to creating more visibility. And um, it started just as, like, me pitching little ideas for TV series. Like, look what we could do. And then it just evolved into like a blog space um, where I highlight representation that's coming through the screen. Um, so like Heartbreak High and then The Imperfects, Bojack Horseman and just a f- bunch more. And uh, yeah, it just evolved over the last few years into something really beautiful. Yeah. And have you created a close-knit community through that? Do you have lots of followers and lots of interaction through that project? Yeah. So it just grew really, really rapidly. And I think we're almost at like 7,000 on that Instagram page, which is beautiful. Like, like it seems small in the grand scheme of things, but like 7,000 people, if they showed up to your doorstep, um, you'd call the police. (laughs) (laughs) Um, And it just, yeah, it, it's really reassuring that like the work I'm doing people are appreciative and I I get like messages um constantly through my inbox going thank you so much you helped me shape like my coming out or you helped me really define who I am and it like it's euphoric that kind of feeling you get when you're like oh my god I actually changed someone's life all because someone changed my life and it's just yeah it's a pay it forward kind of moment there was recently a sexual representation uh, on the new netflix heartbreak high reboot can you tell us what that was about yeah so um they rebooted an old like 90s uh, tv show called heartbreak high um which is just like a beautiful like queer like just oh it's one of my favorite shows now like and I just want to like tell everyone about it um it is awesome I think if you haven't watched it yet definitely go and watch Heartbreak High (laughs) 100% like the clothes the outfit oh my god everything um but yeah so there's a character spoiler alert um called Cash He's an Eshe, which was, <laughs> like, I I had a little birdie tell me that there was going to be asexual representation in the show before it launched, just so I could prepare. I had no clue it was going to be the Eshe of all people. And, oh, mind blown. Um, but, yeah, so it's a really beautiful um, kind of representation. And it's so authentic. Like, props to the writers. I know, like... Um, Thomas Wilson White, which is one of the writers of the show, really, really beautifully wrote these characters, these queer characters, and it's just like chef's kiss, like (laughs) beautiful. Um, And, yeah, I'm really excited to see where they go from here. Um, He's not officially out, obviously, on screen, but we know it's going to come soon. Yay. Yeah. And... Do you often see asexuality represented in mainstream film and TV? I mean, I can, I guess we can answer that question by saying no. <laughs> As you've already said, there's very little. But, um, you know, has there been an increase recently in the representation that you do see of asexuality on screen? There's definitely been an increase. And, um, yeah, so when I first discovered, like, I was asexual, it was when I was 25, like, three years ago. And I think 
it was just Sex Education and BoJack Horseman, which is like a cartoon. And it's just like, there's only so much a cartoon can do for you. Like when you get like live action kind of representation, it takes on a whole new level. Um, and yeah, now three years later, we've got like DC Legends of Tomorrow. We've got Heartbreak High. We've got The Imperfects. Um, we've got like little bits and little um, like extras and characters coming through. Like Cobra Kai did like a little scene where um, he was just like, one of the coaches was trying to like persuade a student to like like go for one of his students and it was just like I'm a, I'm asexual I'm like where did that come from that's amazing um but yeah it's it, it's slowly and surely trickling down but yeah I think it just takes time really yeah and I guess to kind of switch to uh, a different topic now uh what is it like dating or being in relationships as an ace person like whether that's about yourself and your own stories but what are the kind of anecdotes that you hear as well about dating and sharing your asexuality when you come across someone new yeah so for me dating is just a minefield um i'm not quite figured it out yet um especially now that i've realized i'm asexual um and a lot of the time, because dating is very much online these days, there's a huge, like, hypersexualized hookup culture on dating apps. And so it's kind of just like, uh, <laughs> like a, like a hit and a miss, really. Uh, I will make it clear that I'm asexual, put it everywhere in my bio, tell them like in my bio, like not going to happen. And I'll still get people matching with me just to ask me what asexuality is. And it's just, it's a little bit tiring. Yeah. Um, I made, <laughs> I made a tweet like just literally just this morning, which was just like, should I add on my LinkedIn that I'm a pet, like I'm an unpaid like sex education teacher for Tinder. <laughs> I'm asked like what asexuality is like ten times a day. It's ridiculous. So um, yeah, dating is kind of a minefield for someone who is asexual, and a lot of us will tend to gravitate to other people who are asexual. So like we don't have to worry about boundary setting um, because we both don't want it to be crossed. Um, but yeah, it's yeah, it's a hit and miss. <laughs> what advice do you have for people who may be curious about whether they are as- asexual or aromantic? Um, yeah, so it really just when I was first like coming into the space, just I I was scared, and the best advice I would give is just to be like, it's okay. There's so many people here that will welcome you in with like open arms, um, and you've already you've got a safe space already. You've got a second family already, um, so it would just be just don't worry, stress less, um, and just if you have any questions, you can reach out to so many people online. Um, I always get comments or like questions come through. I had like questions from parents come through asking like what do I do my child just came out as asexual and I want to be prepared or I want to be like on top of everything so I know how to deal with situations and it's just like 
the community is there for you. So it's just like, just come in. <laughs> come in for a hug. <laughs> but yeah, um, just don't worry. That's the perfect, most best advice I can give. And can I ask that too, just in terms of misconception about asexuality or being aromantic? I mean, I guess it probably depends on the individual, doesn't it, in terms of levels of intimacy. A hug might be completely fine for some but that also be for other people who identify under this spectrum that that's something that there's a boundary with something like a hug too which people who are not asexual would see as being i guess fairly innocuous but is that sort of levels of you know of, of intimacy that people experience as well yeah so um because like asexuality is really just a spectrum of sexual attraction so it really depends on what kind of hug it is um some people are okay with like sensual hugs or like whatever because they have that romantic attraction but some people who are aromantic asexual might just prefer a queer platonic relationship um which basically means i i like to call it like friends plus because it's just like a life partner that you don't want to kiss or or um have sex with or do anything romantic or sexual but you still have that like soulmate bond really and you want to be their life partner or whatever some people will be like oh they're just friends like no (laughs) they're spicy friends (laughs) or not spicy but like (laughs) friends plus friends plus (laughs) and subscription service (laughs) and if people want to find out more about asexuality and also your project where can they go so you can follow me on instagram at click number four caroline um or just aces official on instagram um and yeah i primarily do all my content there um because i am a sufferer of chronic fatigue and i can only focus on one thing at a time (laughs) but yeah so i primarily put all my content there and yeah so I'm also uh, working on a pilot called Girl Riot um, as an asexual consultant and potentially maybe acting later on Um, but yeah I'm really excited about that. That sounds absolutely brilliant and we look forward to seeing what work you do in the future. Thank you so much for sharing your experiences and your knowledge with us, Caroline. It's been absolutely fantastic and wishing you all the best for Asexual Awareness Week. Thank you so much for having me. Thanks for listening to Well, 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 supported by Thorn Harbour Health on Joy and the Community Radio Network. For more LGBTIQ plus health and wellbeing and much more, check out Thorn Harbour on social media at Thorn Harbour or via the website thornharbour.org. Thanks for listening to another Joy podcast brought to you by Australia's LGBTQIA plus community media organisation, Joy. Help us keep Joy on air. Head to joy.org.au. Joy, a diverse sound for a diverse community.